Welcome to Search Talk Live with search engine optimization and marketing experts, Robert O'Haver and Matt Weber. Powered by the Robert Palmer family of companies. All right, we're finally back. Uh, we had a couple of weeks where we've had guest after guest. Never happened before in the last four years I've been doing this, but yeah. uh, they just had to reschedule and we had to cancel. So, um, And I know you guys don't want to hear just me and Matt. Except for you know, <laughs> maybe our families. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. It's been awesome. We've got We've had some great guests. Uh, we've got a ton of people listening to the show, and I really appreciate you guys listening to the show. and And I hope we've been able to give you some really good direction and 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 to help you make be successful online. Um, and how fortunate are we to work in an industry that is changing so quickly? Oh yeah, it's, you know, always something great to talk about, and always fascinating people to have on the show. Yeah, that's what I love about it. It's a moving target. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our, our previous podcast, parking lot management, just mm-hmm. didn't have that same panache and that same excitement. <laughs> yeah, we had to get out of plumbing. <laughs> just kidding. But uh, so with me today is Matt. He's our he's the co-host of the show. Matt, tell him about yourself. Well, I'm really uh, lucky to be here, fortunate to be here, and I'm the CEO of Roar Internet Marketing. We're a digital firm just outside of Orlando, Florida, and I'm also uh, really proud to be part of the Grow with Google team. So I'm part of a small group of people that travel all across the country on behalf of Google and teaching people how to improve their digital strategy with Google tools. And I'm off to Vegas in a couple weeks to meet some nice people out there. Nice. Going to the casino? We'll see if we have time. (laughs) We'll see. They, They usually keep me pretty busy. Yeah. So, guys, to, uh, if you have questions during the show, you can go on Twitter and type hashtag search talk live. Again, that's hashtag search talk live. You can also uh, hit us up on Twitter. I'm Robert at search talk. Robert O'Haver at search talk live. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> email. Sorry. My email address is Robert at search talk live dot com. My Twitter is. Wow. OK. <laughs> my Twitter is at Robert O'Haver. And I'm at you. at Best Web Design FL on Twitter and Matt at Search Talk Live. Nice. And you can also uh, just at Search Talk Live if you, if you like. But if you have your questions, do the hashtag Search Talk Live and uh, we'll be good. All right. So now uh, we've been talking about a lot about tools lately. We have been talking a lot about tools. And we're doing, you know, and differences and, and really a tool belt like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Everybody has their certain tools that they grab. Uh, to use to to do keyword research or or link building or site what, audits yeah yeah you, you name it but uh, today our guest is one of my favorite tools and I'm not just saying that because he's listening but <laughs> I love this tool um, with us today is Tim Solo he's the chief marketing officer uh, at Hrefs Tim welcome to the show hey Robert thanks a lot for having me. I actually was listening to you guys uh, doing the intro, and I almost forgot that I was a guest on this show uh, before you announced me. <laughs> so I was just listening to the podcast and relaxing. Nice, nice. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and the company, and just in case somebody lives under a rock and don't know about your company, we'd like to uh, watch you explain it to them. Uh, yeah, so made to make it brief, uh, HREFs is a set of SEO tools. And what I do there is I'm a chief marketing officer and product advisor. I joined the company like five years ago. Uh, So I do all the marketing and I also participate in the product, in the actual product a lot. I I talk to the community. And actually, this is why I'm talking to you guys right now uh, at at nighttime in Singapore. Because if you want to be closer to the SEO community in the U.S., uh, you have to get up at night when you live in Singapore. Uh, So that's it. Nice. You know, and we should say you're very gracious in your use of the word night because it's actually 3 a.m. in Singapore right now, correct? 3.30. 3.30. And thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, we yeah really, of course. It's, uh, it's great to have you on. So I want to dive right into it. We, we're, we, on this show, we talk about different tools all the time because, you know, we're talking about certain topics. And one of the topics that uh, we mention you guys all the time as well uh, Thank you. If you could dive into a little bit what Ahrefs is and what tools it offers. 
Yeah, of course. So uh, we have five main tools in Ahrefs and a, and a bunch of smaller ones. Uh, and I'll start with the tools that I think are the most, most important to uh, showcase first. And the first tool that I want to talk about is Site Audit. That's basically a tool where you plug your website and we crawl all the pages of your website to report any uh, SEO issues that you may have uh, with speed, with uh, your title tags, with your H1 tags, etc., etc., etc. I think we have over 100 pre-configured SEO issues that we can uh, test your website uh, for. So that's the first tool, uh, Site Audit, and it's a pretty sophisticated tool. Uh, I should say uh, a lot of people in our industry have a lot of respect for deep crawl uh, as a cloud as a cloud uh, site audit tool and a lot of people are using uh, uh, screaming frog or site bulb as desktop based crawl tools so i think that our crawl tool it is cloud based so you don't have to install it on your computer and run it from your computer or from a server we handle this for you so so you can watch netflix on your computer it doesn't put a strain on your uh, on your pc so in our case, our tool is, I think, of course I'm biased, but I think it's just as good as those other crawlers. So if you're using Ahrefs and you haven't been using our site audit tool and you were, were using other tools, I, I ask you, I urge you to try our site audit. I'm sure you will like it. The second tool that I want to point out is Content Explorer. That tool is absolutely unique to Ahrefs. So basically Content Explorer is a search engine of sorts. We have a database of uh, pages with content, so we we don't crawl like a product page like for that for, for that specific tool. We don't crawl product pages. We don't really crawl forums, etc., etc., etc. We try to only uh, have in our database the pages that are identified as having content in them. So that's a content database. And for example, if you want to find all blogs that have at least one article mentioning productivity in their title. For example, if you have a productivity app and you want to promote it to bloggers who wrote about productivity on their blogs, you can easily do that with Content Explorer because think about it. If you put the word productivity into Google, it will give you, what, uh, 10 pages uh, on the first page of search results and then like 10 more pages. So that's like 100, 100 search results in total. Content Explorer will give you thousands and thousands of articles that have productivity in their title so if you're doing outreach on scale if you want to reach out to a lot of bloggers or if you're looking for guest posting opportunities etc etc content explorer uh, is your tool uh, but it started as a tool for researching what content worked well in terms of uh, tweets likes like you know basuma tool they they uh, provide you with a tool where you can plug any topic and it will show you uh articles that have generated a lot of buzz on social media but mm -hmm. since twitter discontinued their counters since uh facebook has discontinued their their counters i i think that the uh the attention of marketing community has shifted from articles that have generated a lot of buzz on social media to articles that are performing well in search that are attracting a lot of search traffic that are attracting a lot of backlinks and content explorer is the tool that helps you re research that uh, so those uh, these are two tools out of five. Uh, the next one is Rank Tracker. I'll be fast. Basically, a uh, classic rank tracking tool where you plug the keywords that you want to track uh, your positions in Google. Uh, and we will report how the position of your website is changing over time for the keywords that you want to monitor. So that's three tools. Uh, Site Audit, Content Explorer, and Rank Tracker. Two more tools. Uh, Keywords Explorer. Basically, this is a huge database of search queries where you can, again, if we if you work with uh, uh, word productivity, if you want to see all search queries that people enter into Google all uh, from all around the world that contain the word productivity in them, like how do I increase my productivity, productivity advice, best productivity tips 2019, et cetera, et cetera. We have all those search queries and one of our main sources of search queries is clickstream data. We can discuss it later on if because I, I think a lot of people don't know what Clickstream is. And yeah, Keywords Explorer is a powerful tool, except for simply giving you keyword ideas based on your what we call seed keyword. We also show you the keyword difficulty. We also pull the top top 10 search results and show you uh, the metrics on those pages. So there are quite a few more reports in Keywords Explorer that help you with your keyword research. And the final tool in Ahrefs, and basically, as they say, last but not least, 
because it's actually the most used tool in HS, and th this is why I'm putting it last in my list of five, because most people already know it probably, is Site Explorer. This is where you can put any website, any domain, any subfolder, or any specific URL, and we will show you uh, what other websites from all around the web are linking to it, like where the links are coming from, and what kind of keywords, which keywords it, it is ranking for in search results. Uh, so that is the general overview, but with a lot of different reports, you can dive into all sorts of unique details. For example, for any website, you can you can see 404 pages uh, that have backlinks, which is an immediate, uh, what they call low-hanging fruit, because if you fix your 404 pages, if you redirect uh, 404 pages that have backlinks to some other pages of your website, you're preserving the link juice that they have. So this is just one of the examples of the reports that we have inside Explorer based on the links you have pointing to your website and the keywords it ranks for. Wow. That's, Ooh, a, that's, it. that's it? That's, that's it? That's, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I always thought that's the value of Ahrefs is that it's more comprehensive. And, and I think when, yeah. uh, when we started using it, it was because we wanted an all-in-one solution and we were using a couple different tools mm -hmm. and we wanted one place. I want to go back to the very beginning and I want to go back to the site auditor because for a lot of SEOs and even small businesses listen to the show, this is step one, right? This is going to your doctor for your annual exam to figure out what the issues are. So yeah. in, the, in the site auditor, talk to us a little bit about how do the metrics that you show change over time to keep up with a very changing industry and what has changed recently and what's on the horizon that you're keeping an eye on? For example, title tag lengths uh, has changed. Meta description recommended lengths has changed. How have those signals or things that you're measuring changed over time? Uh, well, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, our site audit tool, well, to be honest, pretty much as any other tool in Ahrefs is always a working progress. There's always something to improve, always something to add. Uh, and just recently, for example, the two most recent issues, like pre-configured issues that we check for, we've added, are redirects and redirect loops. Because uh, as many people in the SEO community know, uh, with each uh, redirect uh, hop, like uh, whenever there's another URL through which uh, a redirect is happening, uh, it, it takes away a little bit from your link juice. So it is important <clears throat> to link your pa the pages on your website directly. So, for example, if you had uh, a page on your website that uh, that is lost, that became a 404, uh, and uh, and then you redirected it to some other page, and now you have uh, uh, like what they call two-step redirect. So <clears throat> one page of your website redirects to the page that is no longer there, and from there it work it, it goes to the third page. So you're better off linking those two pages directly without that unnecessarily unnecessary redirect. And this is one of the things that we uh, we check for in uh, site audit. And uh, as as for your question about the changes um, in title tags, the changes in meta description, <clears throat> and whatnot, we try to what uh, keep our hand on the pulse of SEO community. We try to monitor the feedback. So if we see that a lot of people start asking us that uh, our uh, let's say definition of the issue uh, or how we like calculate it uh, is not correct we would go and fix that but we usually we, we need to be objective because mm -hmm. whenever google rolls out a change it doesn't necessarily mean that a lot of people pick it up or a lot of people believe it to be true so to stay objective we kind of need to follow the masses we need to follow where mo most SEO experts think is the correct way to do it uh, and then we'll implement the change. So, yeah, pretty much uh, our work on SEO audit uh, largely revolves around uh, figuring out what kind of issues are are hot right now, let's say, and implement them in our tool. And if you're using the tool for the first time, Robert, it's rare that you see a, a score of 100, right, yeah. the, the perfect. So if somebody listening to the show taps into Ahrefs, gets a score, you know, it's, it can be a little bit frightening when you see it for the first time. You know, you start seeing yeah. it and you're like, hey, you've got 438 issues. Yeah. And you kind of have to learn to work through them kind of like an emergency room doctor, right? You got to mm -hmm. learn to figure out what are the shotgun wounds and what are the sniffles yeah. in Absolutely. that. Yeah, I was looking at your stats here on your website. You're saying y'all index 5 billion web pages a day. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I can't too. even wrap my head around that number. <laughs> yeah. Well, really great overview of the tools. I want to talk a little bit more about the content tool because 
here's the next phase. So phase one for a lot of SEOs is figuring out what's holding me back right now, curing those issues, and then I have to get backlinks. And a lot of people say, well, how do I get backlinks? And the way to get backlinks is to write great content, as Google has told us over and over again. But the number one question I get when I travel is, what do I write about? Right? Give me that plan to start. And the Ahrefs content tool is one of the better places to start to get ideas for content because you can figure out who else is writing about it on that. And as you mentioned, the BuzzSumo tool has become too heavily weighted on the social media side. What's a really good tip for somebody using your content tool for the first time to be able to figure out what should they write about? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, the the tip that we use to pitch Content Explorer is usually this one. So if you have, again, let's stick with productivity topic. If you have a productivity blog and you need to write uh, amazing articles of productivity, uh, on the topic of productivity, what you can do is you can search for the word productivity in the content of articles. Because if an article uh, mentions the word productivity, it means that, it's, that it is somehow connected to the topic. Because you cannot just write uh, a review of, uh, of Tesla and squeeze the word productivity in there. It has to be somehow connected. So what you can do is search for in Content Explorer for all articles from all around the web that Ahrefs has found having productivity somewhere in their content. And then you can use filters because we, for each of the articles in our database, we have the number of referring domains, which means how many websites are linking to each piece of content. And second, the amount of search traffic coming from Google. It means that you can use filters and find articles that are getting, for example, over a thousand visitors per month from search while having less than 10 referring domains, which means that you can you can find pieces of content that, that mention that are related to the topic of productivity that are able to generate search traffic without having a lot of backlinks. So this is to, uh, this is kind of um, a trick to creating a content that will drive you traffic without having to build a lot of backlinks. The, the opposite example is if you want to find examples of content that are potentially uh, that will potentially become your link bait, your linkable assets, the stuff that people in your industry are likely to link to. Again, you can then uh, go a little more granular and you can look for productivity not in the content of the article because it will give you uh, a whole range of different topics, but you can search for productivity in the titles of articles, which means they will be 100% focused on the topic of productivity. And then you can, uh, you can use a filter or sorting for referring domains and see which articles that mention productivity in their titles have generated the most, the most backlinks, the most referring domains, the most links from other websites, which will give you ideas of what kind of content in your niche, what kind of content in your industry is generating backlinks. So if you will be able to one-up that content, I'm not saying replicate that content, <clears throat> I'm saying one-up, uh, impress people with something, uh, with something unique on that same topic, you'll be able to generate backlinks as well. Yeah, that's really valuable. And I know this is one of your strengths, Robert, but if you look at that data and you find a domain, a piece of content that has attracted a lot of backlinks, your point about looking at what that content type is is significant because in certain industries it might be a how-to piece of content. In another industry it might be an infograph. In another industry, it might be a piece of proprietary new research, which is one of your specialties. So getting a handle on that before you start walking down that content writing trail saves you a lot of heartache in the future. Yeah, for sure. And, what and another trick I can share is we have that tool, Content Explorer, that I mentioned, which lets you research the search queries. And like I said, for every search query that you're uh, checking, we give you keyword difficulty score. And basically our keyword difficulty <clears throat> is a segue. It's a proxy to how many backlinks the top ranking pages have. So the more backlinks the top ranking pages have, uh, the higher will be the keyword difficulty. So usually when you read uh, keyword research advice, what they will tell you, they will tell you to look for keywords that have high search volume, but low keyword difficulties, so-called low hanging fruit, where you can get a lot of traffic without having to get a lot of backlinks. But if you're looking for uh, linkable assets, if you're looking for content that will uh, generate backlinks to your website, 
you should actually do keyword research and look for keywords that have the highest keyword difficulty because that means that all top 10 ranking pages have a ton of backlinks a ton of different websites pointing at them it means that their content is is notable noteworthy it means that their content is worthy of a link and it means that it's something that you you need to explore for your own website and cover the topic on your own website and potentially reach out to those people linking to to those existing articles and show them your piece of content well said. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk a little bit too about a tool that didn't make your list, uh, which we find really valuable, and that is the uh, the, the intersect tool, which yeah. simplifies things at the highest possible level. You put in three domains, you put in then your domain, and in seconds it's going to show you where those other sites are getting backlinks from that you're not. And I don't know that that task could be made much easier yeah. than that, that that tool. Yeah, uh, thanks a lot for bringing this up. Uh, Link Intersect is uh, a smaller tool. So like I said, I discussed the top five, the main five tools that we have. Link Intersect is basically an extension of Site Explorer because it is based on the link index, uh, on the database of links that we have. And yeah, basically you just described it. You put three websites of your competitors and then your own website and we can show you all websites who are linking to all or for example, any two of your competitors, any three of your competitors, but are not linking to you, which is super valuable because if someone is linking to three of your competitors, but they don't link to you, uh, the chances are that they simply don't know about you and should they learn about you, they will start linking to you as well. So these are like high quality uh, link prospects, high quality outreach targets. And actually, uh, link, link Intersect does that with links, but we have another super similar tool called Content Gap that does the same thing with keywords that you rank for. So you can put three websites of your competitors, and then you can put your own website, and we can show you the keywords that all three of your competitor websites are ranking for in search, but your website is not ranking, which means these are like if all three competitors are covering a specific topic and you're not, probably you're missing out and you should you should have content on your website on the topic as well. So let's distill this down and make it super simple for somebody who is using the tool for the first time to improve their website. Give us the step one, step two, step three, step four, how they should use the tool, travel through the tool to get the, the first biggest bang out of their time and effort if they're using the tool for the first time. My recommendation is to start with the site auditor. That's mine. But I'd, I want to hear your four steps that you would say to someone. If you're using this tool for the first time, do these four steps. Yeah, I, I absolutely support your first step. I think it doesn't hurt to run site audit of your website and see if you have any major SEO issues blocking your website from performing well uh, in the in the search results in Google. So that's for sure. Step one, plug your website into site audit, uh, hit run, sit back, relax, relax, and watch us audit your website. Uh, from there, the use cases are actually different depending on your uh Object objectives if you want to build links or if you want to create content on your, web on your website because different people uh, have different goals but still let me give you uh, uh, some some steps that you can take so I would recommend to find a few of your competitors like just google for keywords that you want to rank for see who is ranking there with their with their content with their pages uh, note down their domain names and put them into site explorer because then you will be able to see uh, like I, I usually go to top pages report because it gives me a breakdown of which pages are bringing them the most traffic from search. Uh, a lot of people, some I don't know why, but some way when they plug a domain into HFs, they will go to the organic keywords report and get a breakdown of all keywords that the domain uh, is ranking for. But I don't find it as valuable as looking at the pages because when you look at the pages report, it's the same organic keywords report, but which is grouped by page. I mean, why would you look at five different variations of a search query that lead to the same page where you can actually look at the uh, chart of top pages that are bringing traffic to that website and look at like what topics uh, are these pages covering? So yeah, this is super useful. Plug your competitors, go to the top pages report, and you will see what kind of pages, what kind of content are bringing traffic to the website. Uh, and you will see are those like feature pages? Do they do they get a lot of traffic because they have 
uh, dedicated landing pages for each of their features and people are searching for it? Or are they attracting traffic with their blog? Or is the majority of their traffic is going to their homepage because they have a lot of branded search traffic? So this is very insightful and based on these takeaways, you can build your own uh, search marketing strategy. You can decide if you need to build those feature pages to work on your blog, to work on your content, or to build your brand and get more search traffic uh, to your homepage, etc., etc. Uh, the next thing I would do after researching how my competitors get traffic to their website is I would go to Keywords Explorer and I would try to find uh, search queries in my niche that my competitors haven't bothered to, to target. Uh, some some unique content ideas, like I said, uh, that would have low keyword difficulty. So, so not a lot of people are competing for them, uh, but have a lot of search volume. So that's, that is step two. I would find unique content opportunities. Uh, and from there, like, uh, it depends. For example, if I have a large website and they need to uh, preserve my, my resources and they need to improve what I already have, uh, what I could, I could use the trick that I've already explained. I could look for, I could go back to Site Explorer. I could go to a report called Best by Links, which will show me the best pages of my web website based on how many backlinks they have pointing at them. And I would search for 404 pages that no longer exist but have a lot of backlinks, and I would redirect them to to something most relevant, or at least to my homepage to preserve link juice. Or I could I could search for uh, best pages by backlinks and see which pages of my website have a ton of backlinks while they are not targeting any specific topic uh, with the content that is covered on the page. A lot of people actually, a lot of websites actually have this problem. They have pages that have attracted a ton of backlinks, but if you look at the topic of that page, the, the searcher intent of that page, uh, or you name it, they are not targeting anything that people would be looking for in Google. So once you change the angle of that page, uh, having these many backlinks, that page will start ranking and will start generating traffic. In a similar fashion, if you have uh, pages that are not generating your traffic and you don't see a way how you could like change the angle of the content to attract search traffic, you can simply remove them and redirect those backlinks pointing at those pages to the nearest, to the closest page that has search traffic potential, improve improve the page rank of that page and have it rank higher. So these are the, the kind of tricks, the kind of optimizations you can do uh, within your website, knowing where your backlinks are going to uh, and knowing where uh, knowing what kind of search traffic you, you get to your pages. Actually, you can kind of do this in Search Console since you own that website and you get uh, all the same information in Search Console, but actually somehow the interface of Search Console is not user-friendly, so the, the things that I've just described, it, they are super hard to do in Search Console and super easy to do in Ahrefs. That is really true. Now, I'm going to add one more. That was a great list, by the way, and I hope if anybody's listening, they went one, two, three, got it, but I'm going to add one. And that is to use the tool, and forgive me, I don't remember where in the tool it is, is to look at the, the actual text link of the links coming to your site. Because it's a lot of time and effort to get backlinks, right? Sure. To, but if you've got a backlink and the text link is either website or the name of the brand, and you think it's a website or a company that's accessible to you through a phone call or an email and say, hey, I see that you're linking to us in this article. Uh, is it possible for you to change that link text to that sometimes takes a lot less time and effort than acquiring a new backlink from scratch. Yeah, and also looking at it from the other way, you, if you want to clean up the backlinks, you know, from spammy websites right. and stuff like that, that tool yes. is by far the best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so sometimes just changing <laughs> the text on the link is easier than – because getting backlinks is a lot of effort. We've talked about it on a couple shows and, and how to do that. Uh, it's a lot of effort to get it done correctly, but finding people that are already linking to your competitors, the, it's already a, an opportunity that's the, the skid's already greased, right? I mean, you, you should be able to get that one. Yeah, yeah. Now, Tim, we're about to take our break, but before we go, I want to give you a heads up. We are going to do what's called follow the followers. Um, what it is is who influences you, the influencer? <laughs> Who who do you follow to get your kind of insights into the marketing and and competition? Okay, sounds good. Um, also, before we get back, I want to switch gears a little bit and kind of talk about other tools um, and how Ahrefs compares to, or you know, kind of 
works together with really well to to uh, improve the marketing. All right, we'll be right back. Today's episode of Search Talk Live is sponsored by... Directive is an industry-leading search marketing agency fully focused on helping B2B marketing teams increase their results. If you're looking to increase your marketing qualified leads and decrease your cost per acquisition for search engines, I'd highly recommend you take a look at their site. We actually had their CEO, Garrett Marguth, on the show, and I can honestly say these guys are doing some great stuff. I hear that they even have their own analytics system that lets you correlate your SEO, PPC, or content efforts directly to revenue. If you're a B2B company and thinking about switching agencies, or if you're in-house and need help, I'd give Directive a look. Visit directiveconsulting.com or call 949-214-4024. Again, that's 949-214-4024. Again, that's directive at directiveconsulting.com. Get your questions in on Twitter. Type hashtag search talk live and your question. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. Um, Tim, are you there? Yes. All right, so let, tell us who you follow social media-wise that uh, influences you. Yeah, so while there was a pause, I actually had a chance to open my Twitter account, and I realized that I have lists. I think those lists are public, and I have a list for SEO people. With 82 members there. 82. So there are quite a lot of people who are follow for SEO, SEO advice, SEO news, SEO tips. And like I said, it is my job to, to keep my hand on the pulse of the SEO community and uh, be in touch with everything that is happening. So uh, like a few uh, familiar names are guys like Patrick Stokes, Nathan Gotch, uh, Bill Slavsky, John Cooper, Matthew Barbie, Cyrus Shepard, Mary Haynes, Dan Sure, like all the familiar names. But like I said, there are 82 people in the SEO space that in the SEO niche that I'm following uh, on Twitter. And that list should be public as far as I know. Okay. So just go to Twitter, search for Team Solo, find my list of SEO people and see if you're not following anyone I'm following. Uh, I, I'm, I think my list is quite well curated. So m like... All, all of these people are worth worth following 100. percent Nice. Am is there anybody list? though? Yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> is there anybody though, Tim? It stands out to you. I mean, it, sometimes in Twitter, I can't keep up with everybody, but there are certain people uh, that I'm like, you know, when I see that roll through the feed, I'm going to grab it. Is there anybody that stands out to you that you go, I definitely don't miss a tweet from that person? Well, um, I think Rand Fishkin. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, just if you if you judge by the the his audience and the amount of influence that he has because i know when he tweets something it gets the most exposure out of all seo experts yeah. so and people follow him people believe him so i need to know what he's tweeting and what he's teaching his audience yeah that's funny because he was on the show and we asked him <laughs> that same question and we said that's pretty odd because you're the answer to a lot of people's question when we ask them <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the and you know it's people like Tamo, uh, uh, Brian, from Backlinko, and uh, what's uh, Neil Patel, those people, those are great. Um, sorry if I didn't mention you. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> All right, so let's let's dive into this. Let's talk about um, the different types of tools that are out there. And in what you and how they kind of work with Ahrefs. Okay. Uh, do I just uh, come up with different tools that that work with Ahrefs, or you want to discuss any anything specific? Uh, not really. Just uh, you know, if you had to add one tool to your toolkit in addition to Ahrefs, what would it be? Yeah. So uh, a, an amazing extension of Ahrefs is any kind of outreach tool. Uh, there are quite a few, and our own team, because here HREF's marketing team is heavily using HREF's. Uh, to be honest, it's actually the, the single marketing tools we use, except for maybe Intercom, but I don't look at, at Intercom as marketing more like a CRM mm -hmm. or like support tool, chat tool. So 
uh, we were using Buzz Buzz Stream outreach yeah. tool. I, I I always mix Buzzsumo and Buzz Stream because the names are so close to each other. Yeah. So Buzz Stream it is an outreach tool, and we were using it for quite a while. Uh, it is a it is an amazing tool where you can um, export a list of outreach prospects from HFs, import them to Buzzstream, uh, and send emails uh, quite easily, like customize your templates, track your open rates, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, recently, I've uh, I've befriended guys from Pitchbox. Uh, I've been to the conference uh, in uh, Florida, yep. and I, as far as I know, they're from Florida. So, and uh, one of the founders is from Ukraine as well as myself. And the other one is from Russia, so they both speak uh, speak Russian language, and it was easier for me to com- communicate with them during the conference. And they hooked me up with uh, an access to their tool, Pitchbox, yep. and it is amazing. Uh, I think Pitchbox is like an advanced version of uh, Basumo. So if Basumo is mostly for uh, solopreneurs or maybe small agencies, uh, Pitchbox is for people who are like dead serious about their outreach, who are doing this at scale. Uh, who who like want to have a process? They are very process oriented. So yeah, those two tools, uh, I I like them both, and I think they're perfect extensions of HFs because once you get your list of prospects, once you get your list of backlinks, and like you just uh, Matt, like you just offered, uh, if you want to reach out to people and have them change the anchor text of the links uh, of how they point to you, you need an outreach tool. You you want to do this at scale because usually when you reach out to uh, let's say 10 people, uh, only three of them will, will reply and at best one of them will do what you ask them to do. So it is a game of numbers, it is a game of scale and you need a tool uh, to simplify the process and to streamline it. You know, we could do a show and you and I talked, Robert, can backlink generation be successfully automated? It's hard to say. You know, it's it's been a big no don't do that thing for many many years but i think as the technology has advanced i would say maybe i don't know it's hard it's really hard to say because how many do you get in a in an average week solicitations oh for for links and you know hey i've got this great piece guns yeah Yeah. and they all seem kind of impersonal and i none of them really grab my attention but it becomes a numbers game right yeah so if you can do a thousand of them in two weeks as opposed to doing manually when you might do, be able to do 10 mm-hmm. even if you're getting one tenth of the response rate you're probably still ahead of the game um, and it's something we sh- maybe should explore in a, in a different show is yeah. can backlink solicitation be successfully automated yeah and you know it's really sad is a lot of those are so templated like you'll get a hundred and maybe 40 of those are the same templated email, but right. from a different person. Right. <laughs> What's your sense of that, team? It sounds like your team is doing it successfully. Uh, yeah. If you look at the backlink growth of hrefs.com, or specifically even uh, hrefs.com slash blog, we were quite successful at acquiring backlinks. Uh, and, like, a lot of people might argue that, yeah, HRFs has like a huge brand, etc., etc. You have a huge audience, huge advertising budget, so you can get in front of a lot of people and many of them will link to you, etc., etc. Uh, but actually, before joining HRFs, I was uh, working on my personal blog called BloggerJet. And one of the latest articles that I've published there uh, was about the uh, guest blogging ROI. So I wanted to know if guest blogging can bring you any referral traffic. And for that, I had to reach out to over 500 bloggers and ask them to share with me the numbers from their Google Google Analytics to see how much referral traffic they have generated from their guest articles. And I crunched the numbers in a simple Excel spreadsheet and figured out that the average referral traffic from a guest article was 54 visits uh, total. So not per month, but total. So you publish a guest article and you only get 54 visits uh, on average. And that study, that's quite a simple study actually that simple article i think it generated backlinks from over 200 websites wow. uh, and if you think about it the the logic the mechanics of link acquisition are simple because i actually reached out to over 500 people who are capable of linking to me because all these people are bloggers they have their websites and they are doing guest posting so they were interested in the topic so i hit the the perfect audience of uh, what they are called linkerati the people who are able to link to you, and they created a piece of content that they collectively collaborated on, 
Uh, and then it was an interesting topic that they wanted to figure out themselves because they wanted to know if uh, guest posting was good for referral traffic or not. So the the sum of all those factors created an article on my blog that generated like 200 backlinks and two backlinks from 200 websites, which is basically better than 200 backlinks because most of them could come just from a single website. So yeah, uh, anyone can do it. You don't have to, to have a, a big brand. But what you have to do is put a freaking lot of work, because in my case, uh, that creating that article took a lot of sweat and tears, reaching out to so many bloggers, getting their numbers, communicating with them. You, you can't just like end the conversation abruptly as soon as you get the numbers. You have to continue communicating with them, answer their questions if they have any. So yeah, that's a, that's a lot of time, that's a lot of effort, uh, but it paid off. So my, my take to generating backlinks is 100%. Uh, you have to create something useful, something notable, something worthy of a link. It's not about reaching out to a lot of people. Uh, it's not about finding the, the topic that will generate a lot of backlinks. It's about actually putting in the work to create something worthy of a link, like first and foremost. Yeah, you have uh, an article that you wrote. And I, forgive me, I don't remember the date, but you talked about how your strategy has to change from a new business, new startup as your business matures and what proportion of your time has to be soliciting guest blogging versus what percentage of your time has to be soliciting backlinks. And you base that kind of on the, the maturity of the company. There's a certain point when that changes. Do you remember that article? Uh, uh, I, 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 I remember for sure that it was in my course. So I did a course on content marketing, how we do it at Hrefs, and uh, that course is listed under Hrefs Academy. I remember saying it there. I'm not sure if I mentioned it in the article. Probably I did. So yeah, I figured that when I just joined Hrefs, uh, their blog was doing uh, 15,000 visits per month from search, uh, basically peanuts. And right now we're doing over 250,000 visits a month from search. Wow. So that's an improvement of almost like 20x. Uh, yeah, so that's almost, like, yeah. Uh, and what I figured along the way is that when we were just starting out, we had to do a lot of uh, manual labor to acquire our backlinks. We had to reach out to a lot of people. We have to we had to write guest articles of our own to link to ourselves. Uh, like yeah, m mostly outreach guest articles of our own, and we were participating in all the communities forums and trying to try to drop our links there. So basically for every article we would publish, we had a checklist of things that we need to do to promote it uh, and to get backlinks to it. Uh, and I figured that over time, as our blog was uh, was getting bigger, as our audience was getting bigger, and as our advertising budget was getting bigger, we slightly got rid of pretty much all the backlink generating strategies. So right now, whenever we publish an article, the only thing we do is first promote it to our own audience which is large enough to get us exposure and some of the many of these people like m all of these people actually all of people in our audience own websites so there's a chance that some of them will eventually link to us and then we also promote our articles via facebook ads we have enough budget for that uh, so we 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 expose our article we showcase it to even more people increasing our chances to get a link even further uh, and yeah we have a brand so people are likely to link to our content over some, let's say, unknown blogger. Uh, so therefore, we don't need to proactively build our links. We just need to earn them by creating amazing content, by creating something worthy of a link and exposing our content to as many people as we can by by reaching out to our own audience and then by, by using Facebook ads to reach more people. You know, we just made that sound pretty sophisticated. <laughs> but let's, let's kind of real world this for yeah. people listening to the show plumbers, our favorite folks, he's listening and he's going, okay, what does that mean to me? And guest blogging means if you're a plumber and you know what are the best water heaters to buy because you repair them mm -hmm. and you write an article on what's the best water heater to buy, you write that article and you're going to pitch that to real estate agents that want that content on their website and right. other people that have that. And you don't need a lot of them for someone to say, man, you have a good insight on why this particular water heater is a good one to buy, and I'm going to offer that to my audience because I'm a real estate agent, and I think it's going to be valuable content. And that's how the process works at a real business level. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
So, Tim, I think it's uh, – no, it's not time. <laughs> what uh, – I was going to say it's time for the uh, believe it or leave it, but it's not. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to um, – I mean, it, what – I guess SEOs need to – I mean, and you know as well as I do, um, you know, everybody uses – in this industry uses multiple tools. You know, so they'll use – hrefs they'll use moz they'll use you know they don't use just one tool so i mean and i i think what's really great about hrefs is your customer service so like if you're if you're if you're not really understanding the tool or how it works you've got somebody there to support you with that okay what's the question (laughs) (laughs) no it's more of a statement than anything uh, well, actually, uh, I want to comment on that statement, uh, if you will. So, like I told you before the show, mm-hmm. uh, the other tools that we are competing with, SMrush has over 600 people of their staff. Uh, Moz has, I think, over 200 people. Hrefs is uh, under 50. So, when you say that our customer support is is great, uh, it's actually quite fun because we only have, I think, six people to support like a ton of customers. So uh, I actually think that our strength is in the content that we produce because every single article on our blog will feature the use cases of HFs. Like if we're covering SEO audits, we'll show you how to do SEO audits with HFs. If you write about keyword research, we'll, we'll show you how to do keyword research with HFs. Even the article about title tags, where you would think like how, how to use HFs for title tags, we do have amazing and actionable use cases of how to use HFs to improve your title tags. So every single article on our blog has mini tutorials on using hrefs and we also have a youtube channel uh which surpassed a few million views as far as i know uh, and we have surpassed fifty thousand subscribers which is pretty substantial in the for a purely like seo seo targeted channel uh, and we release weekly tutorials of how to do different things link building keyword research audits etc with the help of hrefs so we feel that our audience is actually really well educated because we release so much training materials uh, on our tools and we also have our facebook community uh, the customer only facebook community so you you can only get there if you sign up for hrefs and uh, pay for the first month you will receive a link to that facebook community and there people are actually helping each other we also chime in with uh, with our advice whenever we see relevant but actually our community is very helpful is very supportive so this this actually puts strain away, uh, takes strain away from our support team, and uh, the the number of conversations that we handle is actually not as substantial. I think if we wouldn't do so much content and if we wouldn't do so much educational materials, uh, then we would we would have to hire many more people to our support department. Yeah, and I think that's really what I meant. I mean, like you have videos, you have content that covers it all. Like you. You teach the person how to use the tools. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, if you've got six people in your customer service department, given how many subscribers you have, that's a testimony to how easy the tool is. And, and you know, for me, in my personal experience, when I talk to other SEOs about the tool, they're very conversant in the depth of the product mm-hmm. as opposed to we're all exposed to other tools that when you talk to people about them, you know that they're not – they haven't gotten into it as deeply yet. And you don't really find that as much with Ahrefs. They, they seem to know – the pretty far into it. So if you're if you buy it, you're going to use it. You don't yeah. keep it on the shelf. So Tim, looking at your site, you have a 7-day trial for $7, that's correct? Yes. And then they and have full access for those 7 days or Yes, yes, full access for the 7 days and uh, a lot of people are afraid charging for their trial because they think that uh, they have to make it easy for people to try the tool, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what I figured is there's actually uh, a nice quote. I don't remember who who was to say it first, but the first time when people use your product is in their heads. So we just talked about uh, the abundance of educational materials that we have on our blog, the abundance of use cases, uh, the videos that we have on our YouTube channel, uh, how other people mention us in their articles and show their readers how to use us. So actually, we don't need to give access to people to to try our tool because they can 
try like quote unquote try it we are vo watching our videos we are re reading our blog they can actually see use cases and how it works so they are perfectly comfortable for paying for for the trial because they already know what they're going to get and a lot of marketers a, a lot of SaaS marketers software as a service they think that there's that magical aha moment that you need to drive people towards so when they sign up to your tool you need to nudge them towards specific actions till uh, they they hit that aha moment the light bulb uh, shines and they instantly realize what's the value of the product i believe that aha moment that the realizations the realization of the value of the tool happens before you sign up it happens when you're reading a blog post and you suddenly realize how to use the tool and then you go sign up or you at a conference and you listen to a speaker who's showing you an amazing use case and you realize that aha moment and you go and sign up so this is why we charge for our trial and we give full access to our tools uh, because we know that people already know how to use it and what kind of value they're going to get from us nice well it is now time or believe it or leave it. Time for believe it or leave it, one of the favorite parts of Search Talk Live. So, Tim, what we're going to do is we're going to give you three statements that we found on the Internet, and we're going to ask you to tell our audience whether they should believe it or whether they should leave it. Are you ready? Yeah, I'll do my best. Okay, there's some good ones on this list, i got to tell you. All right, number one, with their current emphasis on providing quality content and personalized search results, Google will stop reporting ranking data in 2020. Oh, I <laughs> I don't know to be honest. Well, I, I okay, I I'd say leave it. You say leave it. Don't believe that. Yeah, because it, it is it is too good for us to be true. Because if Google will cancel this stuff, a lot of people, a lot more people will sign up for HF because we'll keep providing the data. <laughs> yeah, that would it's be just interesting. Too good to be true. You still be able to get it? If it's locked down like that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah you know, well, I got to tell you, what made this question interesting is that there was an author who was writing an article about the expanding. Uh, non-organic content on a SERP, right? And he, so he was making the point that how far down the number one organic listing is. And he said, that's a trend. And he, he really had some great screenshots of, you know, five years ago, where was the average organic listing, da da da, da. And he said, so watch the trend here. The number one organic listing is generally being pushed off the page. So if Google keeps up this trend, why would they report ranking data, was his point. Because, Good point. yeah, it was really interesting. But, Tim, you say leave it. And we're going to turn it over to Robert for number two. All right, number two. Various Google people are quoted online as saying visitors' behavior data, like bounce rate and time on site, are not ranking signals. Oh, they are ranking signals for sure. Absolutely. I am uh, convinced in that, and we have a great case study that, that uh, I, I've referenced quite a few times. So we had a page, uh, we had a feature page for backlink checker because HFs, uh, has backlink checker functionality in our site audit tool. So naturally, we, we wanted to rank for anything related to backlink checker, like backlink checker, backlink checker tool, how do I check my backlinks? And we created a feature page, but basically the call to action on that page was to take our $7 trial. So that page never ranked above position number six in Google, uh, no matter what we did. We optimized like the hell out of this page. Everything was perfect, the load speed, the title tags, the content, etc., etc., etc. But the searcher intent just didn't resonate with people. Uh, after searching for backlink checker, they were not immediately sold on taking our, our $7 trial. Because like I just said, you need to first uh, get some education. You need to first learn about the tool. And then you will be able, you will be motivated to pay, uh, which is not the case when you first land on, the, on that page from Google. And we realized that the pages that were outranking us were free backlink checker tools. So what we did, on that feature page, instead of uh, having button to uh, ask people to sign up for our $7 trial, we changed that to an input form to let them input their domain and we'll show them uh, a snapshot of their like best links. Of course, it would be limited to still drive signups, but it was a free tool. Immediately, that page shot up to position number one. Wow. It started to rank for all sorts of backlink checker keywords. I'm telling you, go find our free backlink checker tool, plug it into Hrefs, and see how, how traffic, search traffic to that page was growing. It like shot up immediately, and it is generating a ton of traffic. And all we did 
is nailed the searcher intent. So Google figured out that when people visit that, that page, they like it, they stick with it, they start using the tool. And that's it. We didn't get any more backlinks to that page. We, uh, like actually someone tried to negative SEO us and pointed a lot of low quality backlinks to our page, hoping that uh, it wouldn't rank, but it's, it is still ranking. And we credit that to changing the searcher intent and to nailing and Google understands those behavioral factors. So yeah, I absolutely believe uh, they do track this. All right, that's a strong, strong, strong yeah. belief. All right, good job. Number three, final one. With the growth of the YouTube snippet, on many search engine result pages, SEOs should now prioritize a high-ranking video on YouTube as part of their SEO strategy. Believe it or leave it? Yeah, I'd say believe it because we're already doing it. Like uh, previous year, we were investing a lot of effort into our YouTube channel, like I said. We're releasing a lot of videos, and we actually, within Ahrefs, Keywords Explorer, uh, other than researching the search queries that people enter in Google, we have the same for YouTube. So you can actually do keyword research for YouTube and figure out what, what people are searching for on YouTube uh, because the same searches would, would drive, like uh, I'm assuming that the same searches that people perform on YouTube will drive that uh, featured snippet with a YouTube video if you search for it in Google. So yeah, totally. I think that SEO is much more than text content right now. And if you want to get found in Google, if you want to get, get traffic in Google, if you, if you want to get audience from Google, you have to stick with whatever content Google is promoting. And if they are rolling out more and more video snippets, uh, you have to be there, absolutely. Great job. Believe that one. Yeah. And now let's do the Search Talk Live tattoo. Yeah, nicely done, by the way. All right, now time for the Search Talk Live tattoo. And so we're looking for your best piece of advice based on today's show content that you can give to our audience. It's got to be simple. It's got to be succinct. And, of course, it's got to be tattooable because, you know, Robert gets these. So, Tim, what's your <laughs> best piece of SEO advice that you would give based on the show? Uh, I think it's do something notable. Ooh, that's deep. Do something notable. <laughs> I, I smell a T-shirt in that for sure. Do something notable, and, and what's behind that? What do you? Why is that your? Yeah. yeah, a lot of people are looking for low-hanging fruit or some tricks, some like uh, secret tactics to acquire backlinks to get search traffic. But at the end of the day, from my own experience, uh, working in different co- uh, in different companies, growing my own personal blog, and uh, growing uh, Hrefs marketing, I figured out that the best way to get attention the best way to get links the best way to get traffic is to do notable things so that people would start talking about you so that people would start linking to you and when people talk about you when people link about and when people stick on your pages because if you're if if the stuff you're doing is notable people will actually keep reading it which brings us back to the behavioral factors it all comes down to your SEO strategy if you do something notable you will get rankings you will get backlinks you will get traffic yeah, really great advice, and I think I watch a lot of people spread themselves too thin, you know, trying to generate 10 average pieces of content, and it sounds like what your advice is, hey, man, put your time into one awesome, notable piece of content. Yes, yeah, which, I, would be, which would be also aligned with your business, uh, business values, because if there's no way to promote your business in that piece of content, no matter how notable it is, no matter how backlinks or traffic you're going to generate, it won't grow your business. So make sure that the, that piece of content that you're investing a ton of effort in actually aligns with your business and converts uh, visitors to customers. Yeah, that's a question I get a lot. How many articles should I post a week? Yeah, you know? right. And it's, it's like however long it takes you to write one good article, that's Quality versus quantity. Yeah. 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 Good stuff, Tim. Great advice. Tim, I want to thank you for being on the show and being up so late at night or in the morning, <laughs> might as well say. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we really, uh, it's been an honor to have you on the show. Great information. And uh, maybe we can have you back sometime. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I, I'll sure want to be on your show again, guys. All right, have a thank cup you. of coffee on us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank Bye, you. Tim. All right, Bye. guys, thanks again for listening to the show. Uh, we will be back next week. And who do we have on the show for next week? I don't have it ready. <laughs> anyway, tune in next week, and we will be be, dis- be live. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I am so unprepared today. Okay. Thank you, guys. Have a good week. Uh, thanks, everybody. Search Talk Live is sponsored by the Robert Palmer family of companies. If you have questions for Search Talk Live or you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor of the show, email Robert at searchtalklive.com. That's searchtalklive.com.